Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts. Spiritual Warriors, welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green, and we are back for another week of War in the Spirit. I'm excited to share this word with you guys. I'm a little bit late. It's going to be a late night um, episode of War in the Spirit um, because I was just really waiting for God to give me a word. Um, that he wanted me to release. So I'm going to release this word and it's actually based off of a dream that I had last night that I was just kind of sitting and interpreting. So, but before I get into that, I want to just kind of address something um, in regard to many of us and set a platform for the word that's about to come forth. You know, many of us have been in process, in in a season of pressing, in a a season of um, struggle somewhat, in a season of pruning where where God has been um, putting us in situations and positions to create character that he wants us to carry forward into the next season, into the next level of elevation, into purpose where he wants us to walk it out. And I know that many of us have been enduring through many different things and many different circumstances and many different issues. And we've been persecuted and we've been pressed and and we've been uh, called names and we've been disappointed and and we've been hurt. And um, what I need to say is that I know that you're tired and you're weary. And I know that and sometimes you get angry and you get frustrated and you get annoyed and you get disappointed because you're going, God, why haven't I seen it yet? When are you going to, when are you going to do what you said, God? I did everything that you told me to do, God. I moved in obedience, God. I served, I sacrificed, God. And I don't understand why you haven't done it yet. God, do it for me. And here's what I need you to understand about where we are right now, because I've been in that space uh, too recently where I've been just kind of Like, God, what in the world are you waiting on? God, what in the world are you doing? I've done everything that you said I needed to do. I've been patient. I've loved people through the persecution I've done. I've I've followed instructions. I've moved in faith. And I don't understand why you haven't done it yet. And so... um. What you guys need to understand is that God has multi-purposes for everything that he does in our lives, for everything that he allows to happen in our lives, for every situation that he places us in, for every uh, relationship that he places us in. They have multi-purposes to help cultivate us into the people that he needs us to be in order to walk out his purpose and to help uh, create the character and the integrity and the understanding and the press that we need to have. But there is multiple parts to the process. You see, there is the wheat 
and then there is the tear. You see, the wheat is the thing that God wants us to take away from that experience. It's the lesson that he wanted us to learn. The wheat is the the, the thing that was cultivated in us, the new understanding, the, the new patience, the new love, the new faith, the new glory, whatever it is that was cultivated out of that situation, that is the wheat. But then there is the tear that also grows up along with that situation. The tear is the wounds. The tear is the hurts. The tear is the disappointments. The the tear is the resentment. The tear is the bitterness. The tear is the anger. The tear is the frustration. And right now, God needs you to separate the wheat from the tear. He needs you to take that wheat and store it away in preparation for where he's taking you next. And he needs you to take that tear and he needs you to throw it away because you can't take it into your season of reception. And and he wants to just peel back all those wounds and all those hurts and all those disappointments and all those anger and all that frustration. He needs to peel that away so that you will be ready for a new garment, for reception. And so I first wanted to say that, that if you've been asking and you've been seeking and you've been knocking and you haven't gotten an answer and you've been hurt and you've been wounded and you've been persecuted, it was all necessary, but the wounds that you got from them are not. Now it's time for you to allow them to heal. It's time for you to allow that to be let go, for you to leave that behind so that you can now get into the reception. Which brings me to this episode. This is season number four, the season of order, and episode number seven. And as I realized what number this episode was, it made my spirit leap because Seven represents completion. So this episode is entitled Letting Faith Drive. You see, many of us have been taking faith along for the ride, but we have not been allowing faith to drive. You see, too many of us have faith in the passenger seat of our vehicles, but we should be allowing faith to drive and tell us where to go. So when I think about faith in the passenger seat, it makes me think about us driving and faith advising us of where to go. And you see, when I think about an advisor, I think about advice. When when people give us advice, we can either take it or leave it. We 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 take out what we think we want to extract and then we use what we want to and and we go, "Eh, I'm going to take your advice with a grain of salt." You see, because we have faith sitting in the passenger seat and only advising us, sometimes we go where we want to go and faith is trying to tell us no. You know, I do that sometimes. The GPS will tell me to go one way and I'll be like, but that don't seem like the right way. That's not the way I would normally go. And it makes sense for me to go this way only to go the way that I thought I was supposed to go and find that it's backed up with traffic, that it's delaying me. And so it's so important for us now to let faith drive. So as I was telling you, 
Um, this message came as a result of a dream that I had last night. And as I was sitting here unpacking the dream, the word came to me. So in this dream, there was a man in a, in a vehicle and he was sitting on the passenger side of the car, but on the passenger side was the steering wheel and the pedals. I was sitting on the driver's side of the car, but there was no steering wheel or any pedals on the driver's side of the car. However, I have my hand covering this man's eyes and I'm telling him, all right, come up a few feet, stop here, turn left. Now go straight. All right, make a right turn here. I'm giving him instructions on where to go. And what I realized is in this dream, I wasn't a representation of myself. I was a representation of faith, blind faith, telling him where to go. And in the dream, the car kept moving forward until he stopped listening to the direction of faith. When he stopped listening to the direction of faith, he stopped moving toward the destination. And you see, it's not us that moves things. It's our faith. And I think we get so caught up in what we're doing and, and walking it out that we forget that there's actually a mechanism that God gave us a measure of faith because that's the thing that moves us forward. It's not us. Let's go to Mark chapter 11, verses 20 through 24. And it reads, as they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted. You know, as I looked at this passage today, the interesting thing about it is oftentimes when people read this or teach it um, or, uh, you know, um, talk about it, we put the focus on what is said to the mountain. We, we say we speak to the mountain and it be taken up. We put the weight on our words. However, we don't realize that Jesus actually put the weight on faith. So let's go back. Verse 22 says, and Jesus answered, saying to them, have faith in God. That's one time he mentions faith. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. There's another reference. But believes, there's another reference, that's number three, that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe, there's reference number four, that you have received them and they will be granted you. 
You see, we put so much weight on our words. But what we don't realize is that our words are just a vehicle. But without the faith to drive the vehicle, they go nowhere. We are not putting enough weight on the faith. We are not allowing faith to drive the situation forward, to push us to our destination. We're putting so much weight on our words, but we can speak words that are completely empty and void of faith, and they will go absolutely nowhere. They will fall right to the ground. Why? Because you have put no faith with them to drive them forward to accomplish that which God purposed them. You see, imagine you've got faith in the passenger seat. Faith is riding next to you. Imagine trying to push a vehicle from the side. If you're standing on the side of a vehicle and you're trying to push it forward, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. You need a force to push that vehicle forward. So your words are the vehicle, but the faith is the power that pushes them forward to manifestation, that pushes them forward to accomplishing that which God purposed them for. It's so important that we remain in that space and understand the rightful place of faith. It is not next to us in the passenger seat. It, the rightful place of faith is in the driver's seat and we have to operate in blind faith so that we can receive what God wants for us. You see, I had his eyes covered. Why? Because he wasn't supposed to see where we were going. See, what God is doing right now, what he's about to do is miracles, signs and wonders and things that we've never seen before. We're not supposed to see it in advance. So he needs to blindfold us so that he can push us into that which is unseen, to that which is unfathomable, to the exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ever ask or think. You're not supposed to see it because it's too big for you to see. You're not supposed to see it, so you're you're supposed to be blinded. Think of a surprise party. God is trying to throw you a surprise party, a surprise reception. But in order to get to the destination, you have to be blindfolded. And you have to allow God to lead you by blind faith. See, you're not supposed to see what he has planned for you because it's bigger than what you thought. It's bigger than what you could imagine is exceeding your expectations. Put faith in its rightful place. Let's go to Deuteronomy 32, 48 through 52. It says, the Lord spoke to Moses that very same day saying, go up to this mountain of the Abarim, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, opposite Jericho, and look at the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the sons of Israel for possession. Then die on the mountain where you ascend, 
and be gathered to your people. As Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people because you broke faith with me in the midst of the sons of Israel at the waters of Meribah, Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, because you did not treat me as holy in the midst of the sons of Israel. For you shall see the land at a distance, but you shall not go there into the land which I am giving the sons of Israel. So here it is, Moses. Moses, God's chosen. Moses, who grew up, he left his family. He grew up in Pharaoh's palace. He left the palace to go and 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 deliver the Israelites from bondage. This Moses who spoke on God's behalf to Pharaoh, who, who spoke out these plagues, who led the children of Israel out over the Red Sea, who led them through the wilderness. This same Moses who ascended to the mountain of God broke faith in God. And thus he must die on that mountain. He won't get to, he will get to see the promised land, but he will not get to receive the promised land. You see, you're not supposed to see it. But because he broke faith, he needed to see something. He wasn't able to receive something. You see, God is keeping you blind for a reason because he doesn't want you to see the promise at the distance. He wants you to receive the promise. So don't be like Moses. Yep, God said, go ahead. Look at Canaan. Because you're never going to receive it. So I'll let you see it. And you can't receive it because you broke faith in me. You see, we have got to put faith at the forefront. We have got to allow God to put us in a space of blind faith where he can lead us to the miracle, where he can lead us to the breakthrough, where he can lead us to the deliverance, where he can lead us to the overflow, where he can lead us to the elevation, where he can lead us to ascension. Don't forfeit your promise because it's so important for you to see. Because it's so important for you to drive. Don't die in this wilderness because you won't let faith drive. Don't die in this wilderness because you won't allow God to cover your eyes so that he can bring the miracle to you. Moses did all these wonderful, great things for God. But at the end of the day, after all of that, he broke faith. And he forfeited the promise. He forfeited the ability to receive the promise. Don't forfeit your promise. 
Put faith in the driver's seat. Yep, you mad. Yep, you frustrated. Yep, you disappointed. But don't let that remove your blindfold. You're not supposed to see it. It's not a miracle if you see it. If you see it coming, it's not a miracle. That's not how it works. It's blind faith. It's blind faith and the inability to see it coming that is going to bring forth the miracle. Put faith in the driver's seat. Please don't forfeit your, please don't forfeit your miracle. Please don't forfeit your deliverance because you broke faith in God. Right here, right here at the very last moment, Moses went through all of that. 40 years in the wilderness only to forfeit the promise at the end of the journey. You are at the end of the journey. You know, what's so interesting is God gave me this revelation uh, a few weeks ago about Alpha and Omega. And, and the word says that he is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. But when we think about Alpha and Omega, we think about beginning and then a time span, and then the end. However, God is not a God of the past, and he is not a God of the future. He is a God of the now. He operates in the now. So he is alpha and omega at the same time. Not alpha at one moment and omega at the other. See, we're at an alpha omega moment where alpha and omega are happening at the same time. You see, you are at the omega of your last season and the omega of your last season is also the alpha of your next season, of your season of reception. But in order to close out this omega and open up the alpha, you're going to have to let faith drive. You're at an alpha omega point, a divine Kairos moment for miracles, signs, wonders, deliverance, overflow, increase, elevation, breakthrough. Don't die on this mountain. Don't see the promise in the distance because you can't trust God to lead you there without seeing it. This is the moment of completion. This is Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. Don't miss your window because you couldn't let faith drive. Because you needed to have control. It's your faith that drives you forward into that miracle. It's faith that drives you forward into that deliverance, into that promise for God is a God of his word. And that word shall go forth and accomplish that which he purposed it, but it goes forth by faith. 
your faith will drive it forth to accomplish that which he purposed it. Don't die on this mountain. Don't go through all of this only to see the promise and not receive the promise. Only to see and not receive. I pray that this word will prick your heart, will convict you to shift into position for this Alpha Omega moment. I pray that this blesses your spirit. I pray that you will lay down tonight with it in your heart and your mind and that God gives you a divine download for how you move forward, for how you allow faith to drive you into your reception. Because it is your time. If you've been in position, if you've been asking, if you've been knocking, if you've been seeking, if you've been in obedience, it's your time. The race is not given to the swift, but to those who endure to the end. We've reached the omega so that you can receive the alpha. But you have to shed the omega first before you're ready to put on the alpha. I know that God is doing something amazing and miraculous, even in the midst of all this darkness and this chaos and this calamity. That's where God shines. He's still the light in the midst of everything. Those are God's shining moments. Don't be despaired. Because these are the moments where God shines the brightest, where he gets the most glory. I love you guys. I want to hear your testimonies because I believe that they are coming. So if you have questions, if you have comments, if you want to share a testimony with me, you can find me on Facebook at War in the Spirit. You can also email me at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. Um, if you're, if you, the spirit leads you to sow, you may sow at cash app dollar sign war in the spirit. I'm also hosting a Bible study every Monday evening at 6 p.m. If you want to join, you can find the link to join on my website at www.thewarinthespirit.com. I love you. Be blessed and let faith drive. Bye.